Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall with my guys, Robbie Falke and Mike Guillory to talk some kicks. Specifically, we're going to get into some Penny Hardaway sneakers. So if you're a fan of those 90s hoops shoes, this is an episode you want to stick around for. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? You know, I, I guess I'm holding on right now. I mean... Yeah, my poor Rockets are just getting embarrassed out in the streets right now. So I don't know. My <laughs> Robbie, on the other hand, is uh, is the benefactor of of that uh, <laughs> of your pain. There's nothing I like more than a gentleman's sweep. <laughs> it makes me very happy. <sighs> but um, I mean, not. I don't know how it looks for Nick right now, but like fires are right now are getting within like less than a hundred miles away of Portland. So like like looking out into a smoke screen from my apartment and it's kind of scary because I'm like, dude, I'm going to be so pissed if these shoes burn down. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) People are safe, obviously. And of course, but like we all know if you're told to evacuate, you're probably grabbing one or two pairs of your computer and your pets. Yep. So it's like all the other hundreds don't mean that much when a fire is coming. So exactly. it's a bummer though. Cause I'm like, damn, that'd be yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, we got our fingers crossed. Like this sucker die out. Y'all just need a good rain. It rains all the other times in, like, in your city. It needs to rain today. Of course it's not going to rain though. It's just like with the one thing you need, it's like you, you ask your mom to go home, like go to the foot locker and get you some 11s. And she comes back with some spiz ikes. It's like, mom, <laughs> uh, more, actually like a jordan five and she comes back with the paris biz i don't know yeah. uh, <laughs> dub, dub zeros yeah dub zeros and fours you six rings for your 11s you're like god dang it anyway. <laughs> hey, you're so close mom you're so close, you're so close. <laughs> but, um, yeah man it, it just uh it just broke like it's it's probably about 65 miles from me right now is the closest one holy but crap there's there's literally just fires everywhere right now so it's uh if this isn't proof that trump is the antichrist like literally everything's going <laughs> i don't know what it is i just I don't know we get hurricanes y'all getting fires i mean i, I don't know what to say anymore yeah, it's hot magma. Magma. It's pretty wild. <laughs> but yeah, so so before we get too far off topic like we did last episode, uh, <laughs> what are you guys rocking, copping this week? Um, crap, what I put on my foot? I, haven't, I feel like I haven't gone anywhere. 
Um, I had my 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 1.0 Ultra Boost. Just the dog walking shoes on today because I really didn't go anywhere. And uh, I was telling you guys before the podcast, I'm really liking these initial pictures of the Jordan 35. So, I mean. I mean, I don't want to buy them full price, but I, I'll definitely look, keep a lookout for them. Man, I, um, I've been rocking some Jordan 5s recently just around the house. But uh, my homie sent me a picture that the employee store had top three Jordan 5s half off yesterday. And he had already left. I'm like, bro, why don't you guys let me know this before? So out of, out of nowhere, I really wanted those shoes and I didn't want them. Just because they were half off. That's the only reason why. Only reason why. But they looked clean. They looked clean on like in-hand person. It's whatever. But uh, <laughs> Jordan girl, like it's funny how Jordans can do that. If like mm-hmm. the opportunity to buy a pair months later, you're instinctively inclined to entertain the idea. But uh, when it comes to shoes on the radar, I'm really feeling the brain dead Reebok beatnik. Just because I just got my undefeated ashtrays in the mail today. So I can really see myself like in the backyard just smoking something using my new ashtray and those really funky looking sandals. Birkenstock. Nice. Whatever. They, they, I don't know what the hell. Beatniks. <laughs> but like, that's definitely going to be my vibe in the backyard with my new undefeated garb. And nice. it's going to be tight. How about you, Nick? What are you What are you looking at? Um, so today, what did I wear today? I just threw on a kind of beater pair of uh, Pegasus Turbos. Um, like Mike said, dog walking shoes, basically. Um, and then what I'm looking at, I actually really like the uh, the Casina Dunk Low pair. Um, it's got like that kind of like brush suede and then it's got like a steering wheel hang tag on one of the shoes the, the like is that the one that looks like the turbo green jordan one yeah yeah okay. the one that looks like the turbo green and one kind of like it's kind of not quite lakers like but it's like blue like a deep blue with yellow but mm-hmm. the hang the like keychains that are on them hang tag whatever you want to call them one of them is like the highway one which i haven't seen in south korea obviously but um the other one's like a steering wheel which I think those are both pretty dope. And then I, I just, I don't know, man. Like I feel like the mini swoosh on a dunk on the front toe is actually uh, an underrated feature. Dude, that's a seller for me at all. Every time I see this mini swoosh, I want to buy it. I'm like, Ooh, mini swoosh. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's a nice feature. Yeah. I like it. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's actually a lot more stuff that I find interesting right now. Dunks. I haven't, I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to get any dunks. It's going to be impossible to get them. So I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but then, you know, you see them and it's just a clean colorway on a dunk is super dope to me still. Like it's almost like a Jordan one. You throw like two, three colors on there, white midsole and 99% of the time I'm going to like it. Just the Michigan's got me feeling the same way. I'm like, man, I know there's not a chance, but man, that, that maze and Navy look really freaking good together still. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's the principle. I talked about that many times, but I'm going to keep trying 
because I will pay resale on many shoes, but I will not pay resale on a $100 pair of dunks at a principal. I will win a pair one day. It will happen. I mean, we, we should actually address the success in your life as of late, right? Yeah, because we can talk about you it. You put out all that energy asking for people for help, like, hey, you really need these shoes, and you scored on the sneakers app, right? It did. It did work. The biohacks are a very nice shoe in person, except I told you to this. The wings, they, they move. It's not like a normal pair of Jordan 1s where the wings are, like, stuck. It's more like a dunk high. Floppy wings? Yeah, and I hate – I hate that shit drives me nuts. I'm not the kind of person to rock it loose and let them flap down. I am too anal retentive for that. So you like that, your, uh, golf wise do that? Don't yeah, no, that's why I keep them tied to the top ones. <laughs> it drives me nuts. So these ones will also be tied up very tight. Other than that, I like them. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I uh, – I, Still haven't hit anything on sneakers, so me uh, neither. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trying, like you said, but yeah. I feel like I feel like um, Roger and sister sister. I'm gonna keep trying. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get one of you. Eventually, you'll have it. I've been watching that when I go to bed every night. So. On Netflix, not it. It is on Netflix. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> But we digress. We have a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of Penny Hardaway. But we also have a lot of heartbreak from not having a review yet since we offered candy the last episode and still didn't get a review. So please, 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 if you have it in your heart and time in your day, leave us a review. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really add much to that. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy that we that we haven't had a review for for. It's been a significant amount of time, I feel like. But Come on, guys. People are busy. They're fighting social injustice, and that's way more important. It is way Fast. more important. Fast. If you're going to listen, just pop in, you know? It's- just say hello. Just even comments like, hey, five stars, hello. We'll respond back. Eat my shorts. That's a review. <laughs> we don't want that one. No. Please don't send us that. Hey, but if, if you need resources for fighting social justice, you can always click the link in the bio on Instagram. We can leave that up there indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't want to leave us a review, we're, we still take the review, but we do realize that more importantly, shit is crazy out there and we need to <laughs> fight for change. So facts. All right. So now that we're through that, uh, I, I don't want to call it like begging, but basically that's what we're doing at this point. Uh, so we're going to talk about. Penny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is my dog making noise? Yeah, I know. Uh, we're going to talk about Penny Hardaway. Why? Because he's Penny Hardaway. He's awesome. And he had probably, I mean, he probably wore collectively as good of shoes as anybody in the history of the league, maybe with the exception of Michael Jordan. And even that, I could, I could probably argue that Penny had better shoes in a lot of ways, but Ooh. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to Robbie though. Cause he's, he's, he's the man with the list on this one. So, so I would say that comes down to the designer and the aesthetic of the two cornerstones of each respective line. So they're different, but I am more of an Eric Avar 
design than a tinker design kind of guy. So I, I can also kind of see how you feel that. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. We'll come back around to it. But um, yeah, man, Penny really was just the guy poised to be the next man up after Michael Jordan, right? Michael had gone to do baseball. You know, he's young. He's drafted in 93. Just everything was lining up for him to be the next. I mean, honestly, what Kobe became, right? Like Kobe became on TV, on Nickelodeon, dunking on people as a guard, super athletic, is everything, the swag. Penny had all those things years before Kobe, just not the sturdiness of body. So that's really what kind of makes Penny Hardaway such an intriguing story is how good he was, how good the shoes were, how good the commercials were, how popular he was as a personality, but just how short-lived the the top was due to injury because he scaled the mountain pretty quickly. He got up there and was extremely popular and playing very well. And then like 97, 96 even, the legs start going, man. And it's just... uh it's it's very much a what could have been type story. So with all that kind of said, what makes Penny's shoe so cool is how cool he was and kind of the mystique around the entire, um, like the entire delivery of the product. So you got to kind of start with little Penny, right? If you're going to talk about Penny Hardaway and shoes, Chris Rock's little Penny is like probably the most memorable part. Nick, you grew up watching those commercials. You know them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. I think, actually, now that you've said that, too, not to cut you off, when we talk about this, definitely go back and listen to the Charles Barkley episode that we did. And Robbie and I talk a lot about what sneakers were at that time and how Charles Barkley fit into that equation. And I think Penny, in a sense, was the more parental approved and more attainable superstar to look up to if that's the if that's a good way to put it thinking about it that way and like how chris rock and little penny come into the picture that actually makes it even more entertaining to think about the you know the ebb and flow of how his shoes came to market and how you know me as a consumer and everybody else got to learn about them even when he was hurt they could still market penny through little penny like he wasn't on the court, but little Penny was still on your TV. And that was very powerful. And I think why he resonates so much today is that regardless of what his status was on the injury report, he was still going to be either in a magazine and a commercial or on your feet. So Penny was so cool. Like Chris Rock, probably since Richard Pryor, the most raunchy or Eddie Murphy was raunchy too but like that first kind of real brand of like super modern raunchy comedian and to have him voicing your little alter ego like i can just think of what that chris rock special with him and his leather jacket from like 2000 <laughs> right you know what i'm talking about i can't yeah, remember so i can't think of the name of the uh the special but what you're talking about but it's just like he was so freaking cool and he got tyra banks which was the most smoking babe at the time you got heard in your commercials. Then it's just like, that's the dude, like that whole, 
and you got the chain, you got like, you know, the good haircut going on. That's just like what he was like the original influencer, but he was also the endorsee. It was like Mm -hmm. a, a really powerful type situation that we got to see with Michael. We saw with Kobe, we even saw with Shaq and Reebok, Allen Iverson and Reebok, you know, just like when it's the right personality and they're able to captivate people on and off the court, it just makes the product so much fucking cooler. Yeah. Well, think about the commercial. Uh, you took every piece of pop culture that was just everybody wanted to see or, you know, feed into it at the time and put it all in one place from Penny, who is the next Michael, Chris Rock, who was the next best comedian up, Tyra Banks, who was the best supermodel at the time. I mean, you put everything together, you won't, as far as I remember, I don't think you're going to get anything close to that kind of commercial until what the, the Kobe with the Kobe seven commercial with like, you have all these athletes and like Kanye and all these people in one place. So, I mean, that was that commercial before, before it even came to thought. So uh, you had all the crossover appeal from people who loved Chris Rock. Like, Ooh, I want to, I like his version of this little penny. I'm gonna buy a shoe or I love this. I love tire, whatever it is. They, they had crossover appeal that just made them super popular even more. And now people like thirst for that crossover appeal. Not mm-hmm. people, marketers and brands and the business wheel. Like that's what they're looking for. Like Penny Hardaway is like the the typical A-list athlete that you want on your roster when he's healthy. So, I mean, he was so big. There, He was like rocking shoes that everybody was hyped to have before he had his name on his own pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. So like we have a little bit here of like, some sneakers he wore before he was like really like the most famous dude ever in the mid nineties. Um, a couple, if not one of them is one of Nick's favorite shoes of all time. Uh, he had to make sure we got it on the list here. Um, what are some of those shoes, like the pre-signature stuff that like you were really excited about? I mean, so I think before we jump into that, it's also important to, to recognize that you also had the perfect pairing of Shaq and Penny on the same team. A rookie, fresh, freshman, sophomore year seasons, and they are they have everyone's attention. I love Michael and the Bulls, but like there's this little window before Allen Iverson comes into the league. And that's that's Penny and Shaq. Right. So. Not only, like you said, the perfect, you know, presence, both crossover into entertainment, into, you know, sports, but you have Shaq on the other side with Reebok doing the exact same thing. So Mm -hmm. both of the most successful sneaker brands in the world at the time are dumping money into this unbelievable combination of who, in theory, could have been the greatest point guard of all time was talked about like the next Magic Johnson and clearly one of the greatest big men of all time was Shaquille O'Neal. And it's just like the perfect storm of everything. So for me, that's kind of what started all of it. And my first pair of Jordans was the Air Jordan 9. Uh, Penny wore that shoe, PE versions of that shoe um, on the court. It was, you know, a shoe that Michael didn't wear in the league, obviously not in the league at that time. But then he also wore a lot of like stuff, you know, to me, like the the Nike Air Lombaste and that Go LWP. I just posted in our Discord group uh, a couple of days ago, one of my original pairs. Those 
shoes were as recognizable in that era as what an off-white shoe is right now or a, a Travis Scott or a Union. You know, it was, oh, you you know what you're about because that's a shoe that you would, you know, have to seek out and go get outside of the Jordan world, right? Like, of course, Jordans were a big deal. Of course, there were plenty of Nike basketball shoes that were a big deal. But like Penny stuff wasn't, wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like a go buy this crazy Godzilla Charles Barkley shoe in your face advertisement until he started getting his own signature shoes. So those early pairs where it was like, wow, you're really into sneakers and you've got to be a basketball fan if you know what Penny Hardaway is wearing. So to me, that was the Air Lombaste, the Go LWP, um, obviously PEs of the Jordan 9. Shout out to Mitch Richmond, who also wore those when he was with the Kings. But like, I think there's a few others, you know, he wore like more, you know, I guess general release type stuff like the uh, Air Force High or Air Force Mid that had like the cross strap thing. Um, I love shoes with straps. So that was another reason to be a fan. And then um, some of the other like shoes that you would see on guys like Scottie Pippen, the Air Swift, the Air Prevail. And then at that point, that's when you start to get into like, oh, these aren't quite like penny exclusive or, you know, penny signature shoes. But like here he is getting a lot of colors and a lot of treatments that nobody else is getting. Um, and that's where you get into to me is like one of my favorite shoes of all time. Also, like, you know, now I'm saying that a lot in this episode, but the air up, especially that black and blue colorway that Penny wore or the black and white and blue. Orlando colorway that he got and had the 33 on the backs for him or side of the one on the back for him. Scotty Pippen had the same thing going on with that. So there was a lot of other things that also elevated his because everything was red and black. You know, if you were a sneaker fan, there were just bulls colors everywhere. It wasn't like now where you have, you know, 60 colors of every shoe that comes out to make sure that somebody gets their favorite color or their school colors. So, yeah, I, I, I just think, it was such a Robbie. You said it best when you were talking about it in the intro. It it was like like skyrocket to the top of the charts in a sense where you couldn't possibly ignore how big he was potentially going to be after just like a couple years in the league because then you started seeing all of the like oh here's like the you know the flight one which. You know, I, I think most people could most people that are fans of sneakers would associate that as a penny shoe because it was clearly flight one based on his number, but it wasn't uh air penny one, like you know, the the, the actual line. So I don't know, it was a it was a, a hell a hell of a time to be into sneakers and you know it, it's it's hard to not think about like the potential of where it could have gone had he been able to stay healthy. Yeah, it's like Penny and Scotty both pioneered the model that Kyrie Irving and Paul George went on. And I guess the same model that James Harden got off of and went to Adidas to finish is the model of getting good PEs of the newest hoop shoe and rocking some GR colorways to get people excited about product 
being on the posters, being in the commercials, um, being in all the advertisements, um, and then working your way up to your own signature line. Like that's exactly what Paul George and Kyrie, Kevin Durant, everybody not LeBron or Kobe has really done um, in, in the modern 2000s, or like I guess the modern signature athlete for Nike. And it's like Penny really started that stuff because he got people so excited for an air up or an airway up when that shoe was probably going to be cool anyway. It like for its time, it was a very good looking shoe, but like we wouldn't be stoked on it 30 years later if Penny Hardaway didn't wear it, you know? So it's like his star power and utilizing that to build the hype around the name leading up to his signature line was like the power move that like Penny really got going on. So just like a couple more. um, And some of these were even in between the releases of his signature shoes. So obviously the foam posit 97, we all know how foam like foam posit penny, Arizona, that stories. We all know it. Um, The flight one from 95, uh, Nick already said it, but the way up from 94, the Ergo LWP lightweight performance from 95, 96, the um, the Zoom Flight 96, like the kind of pair he wore in the Olympics. And there's some other towards the tail end of his career. But like even when he had his own signature shoe, they were still using him to like market that new new. And that's just like how cool Penny Hardaway was. Mike, I know you know at least a couple of the, like you're – you're a fan of a couple of those shoes. Oh, yeah. So, like... I mean, one of my favorites, actually, I mean, of course, everyone likes a phone posit, but my favorite of those that you mentioned uh, are going to be the Flight 1, which had a had a real moment again in 2012 when they had the Galaxy back. I mean, when they had the, that pair that came out. So they had a couple releases there, the OG, the black and white color, which one of the ones I really do... Um, really do regret not buying because they, I think they've retro one more time in the past few years, but I haven't seen them since. So that's definitely one I want to get because it's just, I think it's just a good looking shoe. And again, you just, I, I didn't, at the time Penny was playing, I really, I mean, like I said, I really didn't get into basketball till uh, probably about like 99, 2000. And I was really watching Kobe at that point. So I didn't have as much of the historical, like nostalgia with Penny, but I did know about it. I do remember the P- little Penny commercials. I, and of course, know who Penny is. Um, but I just didn't have that big, you know, oh, like I knew what he wore back then. But going back and just, you know, with the stuff we do, and I mean, just looking at the sneakers, I mean, of course, the Zoom 2K4 is one of those, you know, just great looking shoes, the Flight 96. But it's just like I said, I really have this big thing with the Flight 1 I really want to own. And I have to own a pair of phone pods one day because – I've never owned a traditional pair. I've only owned the Zoom Rookie Phone Positives L. I can't remember the full name, but it was the one they released that was like a hybrid back in, I guess, that 2011, 2012 time frame. So, Lil I mean, Penny? Still, uh, the Lil Penny Posit? No, 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 no. It was a, I have to find the exact name for you because they released a Galaxy pair as well, along with the Glow in the Dark. The Zoom uh, Rookie? Yeah, let me see. Zoom Rookie. Zoom rookie. Uh, let me see. There should be a, there's a full name to it though. So here we, we go. We will return back to that because we have a whole section yeah. of just shoes that are his without 
being warned by him. Hybrid. Yeah. But, exactly. Uh, but it proves your point. He was still able to that this is a shoe without him playing in, more of a lifestyle shoe. But he they still use him because of his name to push it. So I mean, that's come on. That's that's just shows the kind of star power he has. Man, that Zoom Flight ninety six though, it's it's one of those shoes that I think about buying. Whether it's not, it's in the Olympic colorway with the, with his number six in the back, or if it's not, I always entertain buying that shoe and never pull the trigger. And same, one day I'll do it. That shoe looks so good. Uh, yeah, maybe I like the white, black, the Concord color looking one. <laughs> Nick, you must have one pair in your life. You ever had a Zoom Flight ninety six? I think we're having dog difficulties, but that's okay. It's just like, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the fact that Jordan retros also release every weekend. And now like Kobe retros and LeBron retros and all these shoes release that like retros that are high quality, like the zoom flight 96 that are more niche kind of get left on the bench. For sure. Yeah, they definitely get overlooked. And you're right. I wish I could go back and tell myself, go buy these shoes. Because I always look at them like, oh, this is pretty dope. But I end up buying, just like you say, ooh, bought the Kobe. I bought the uh, LeBron. I bought whatever it is. And I left that on the shelf saying, oh, I'll come back when it's 50, 60 bucks. And by that time, I forgot about it and it's gone. If I was rich, rich, I would have every single one. Like every I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I was rich, rich. Rich, rich. But what's crazy, so all right. This to Mike's never-ending quest to yell at people selling dead people's shoes. The Zoom Flight 96 Kobe Bryant. Hold on. It's not, a, it's not a quest. I just think people can be dicks sometimes. Hey, I'm not, I didn't say it was a bad quest. It's a very thoughtful it's it's good, quest it's, I can it's, get behind. It's good intentions, right? It's, there you go. It's good intention. It just make them out like yelling at the, the you know, clouds sometimes to – it's not a crusade. It's a murder, <laughs> people. Uh, but no, the, the Zoom Flight 96 and Laker colorways are going for 500 bucks on GOAT. It's like, man, get Oh, yes, let's fuel my fire even more. <laughs> That's crazy. 700 on StockX. Like, you people are just savages. Like, you're telling me, like, I bet you right now Derek Fisher – up tempos are jacked up on price just because they're Laker colorways and people are dummies. Don't say that. I, I don't want to look because they're like 50 bucks at one point. I yeah. guarantee you. All right. We get pretty far off the point. It's just like any, whether it's the Olympics, whether or not it's the all-star game, like he's going to show out because he was the next Magic Johnson or, you know, proclaim the next Magic Johnson. <laughs> Magic with a jumper. It's just like uh, – <laughs> It's just like he had every opportunity and it just makes me say, it's like Kobe dying. It's like it was going up, 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 and then just gone. Like, uh, now it's Steve Francis of the world, the Michael Reds of the world, the Brandon Roy's of the world. None of them were as popular as Penny Hardaway, but just like you're killing it. You're crushing it. You're getting better every year. The Grant Hills, how could I forget? Grant Hills, probably the best story or the worst anecdote. Of somebody getting hurt in yeah. their prime, but like Penny Man was just robbed. But it didn't ever stop him from getting sneakers off. So 
we'll we'll come back around to him being hurt because that starts happening around the penny three and four. But in '95, when the Air Max Penny One dropped, again designed by Eric Avar, who had just done the Hirachi basketball stuff, he'd go on to do like hyper flights and Kobe stuff and all of the really fun, crazy things in the world of Nike basketball. That first, you know, Air Max Penny One was like the kind of shoe that could rival any pair of Jordans to Nick's point earlier. Like objectively to a lot of people that Penny one is better looking to the Jordan one or like they like it more or the way it performs more. It does something exceptional to somebody that makes them think, damn, I need to have this retro every like 10 months they retro it. (laughs) But like, let's just talk a little bit about, the Air Max one, I mean, um, Air Penny one, Air Max Penny one. Like, what does that mean to you? I think it's one of the most beautiful design shoes there's ever been. I mean, that's one of ones. I, again, I've never had a pair of Penny ones. And this is one of those pairs I kick myself every time because typically they'll, they'll go and sell, maybe not down to like that real steep discount, but they'll go and sell for like 119 bucks. And this is one of the ones I kick myself every time once I'm once I miss out. I'm like, oh, those are dope. I'll wait. And that's just, I mean, that's just, I think, a big problem with me in general. But this is one I've actually been kind of trying to track down for a while, especially in the Orlando colorway. Um, and I've not had much luck because right now, I mean, they're typically, that Orlando colorway is like three, 400 bucks. And like, there's no way in the world I'm buying that right now. So, Hopefully they're retro again soon, and hell, I may even buy one that's not an OG color just to get a pair, just to you know say I've had it. So that's where I'm at with it. I mean, I think it's it's easily one of the best shoes of all time. I I think you could argue, you know, as I said when we first started, you could argue that a lot of these penny shoes had more uh, more or close to the influence of, of the Jordans during that time, because these were, if nothing else, slightly more attainable than Jordans to a lot of people, because the price of, of, of sneakers for, you know, kids and parents buying them for their kids, you know, basketball shoes hadn't really like fully jumped into the crazy prices by that time, you know, like they, they had, they had like dipped their toes in the, in the crazy prices with like the, you know, Reebok pump and, you know, command forces and stuff like that of like the early or late, or late eighties, early nineties. But for the most part, I don't think those shoes sold, they sold a lot of shoes, but I don't think they sold a lot of shoes at full price you know, to mainstream consumers, right? Like it was the people that are either really into basketball, really into fashion and really into, you know, sneakers. And, and, you know, there was a big difference between those two groups of people at that time, even bigger than there is now where, you know, you have people that are casually into sneakers that might have 10 to 20 pairs of shoes in their collection but they they'll have a pair of Jordan ones, right? Like if that might be, uh, you know, they might spend a lot of money on that pair just to have one in their small collection where back then, if people were spending that kind of money, they were really dedicated to 
sneakers as a as a you know passion or hobby or whatever. And I think that was kind of the crazy part about the penny line is you had all this other stuff going on. You had a lot of energy in sneakers in general, right? Like this is the time that sneakers went from something that most people didn't ever think about to something that every kid that, you know, got to watch TV was thinking about when they went to school. And to me, the, the, the penny one was kind of the first, the first of the like, like wow factor shoes. I don't know how to explain that, but like, I remember seeing the penny one in the store, the original Reese, when the original release came out, picking up the shoe. And I was just fascinated by how many layers there were to the shoe, the, the white on the outside, the kind of like, sort of, you know, what, what looks like is going to eventually be foam posit material. Now in hindsight, the way that that stood out, the way the swoosh was jeweled and has the little, like almost like veins in it, in the blue, then you flip it over and you look at the air bubble, you look at the air bubble on the, on the heel, it's massive. The wow factor of that is insane but then like look at the bottom of the shoe and it's like wait how many layers to this air bubble are there oh wait you can press on this and feel the cushioning in the heel i mean that stuff wasn't that stuff wasn't happening in the jordan line you know like that stuff really didn't happen in the jordan line there was no max air in the jordan line the way they're like no visible max air and that to me you know ha still had a lot of wow factor to it you know people had seen nike air but they weren't seeing like big air like that in the Jordan line, which was clearly still like the most, you know, most known and popular sneaker on the planet at the time. So to me, like you could argue that it was more important because it was like it was still up there with the technology and like the aesthetics and, the, the you know, the wow factor, but like price point in the like, you know, I want to say it was like 110 originally, maybe, but um, yeah, just, I don't know, man. It gets me feeling some type of way just thinking back about like, remember seeing them. Definitely it, a shoe I think everybody should have at some point. It really, it's the shape and how just the pod around the jewel swoosh flows down to the midsole and yeah, it's the line work. It's the way the tongue sits through that. You know, if you want to, it's not really a fast lacing system, but it kind of was. It pulls very well. Um, when you think about it, it has the same eyelets as the Jordan 11 and Jordan 10. Um, just, yeah, I, we could go on for days about that. I just don't want that shoe in no, noble red and gold. Fuck that. I want that thing in Orlando <laughs> colorways. I mean, he played for Miami at the end, so I'll allow the Miami retro. I'll allow the Phoenix Suns and Knicks a little bit. But just, like, pump out the original colorways and give us that white one that never retroed. You know what I'm talking about? Like yes. The white, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, the white and blue, the white with the blue jewel swoosh. That's a, that's a damn shame that shoe never retroed. Dude, up. Since you said that red and gold colorway, that's the only one I can find on a resale site that's under like two fifty. Yeah, because that shoe—it's not trash because it's a penny one. It's still great, but like that colorway is trash. 
That's yeah. just a colorway they recycle on three models a year every year on the ride out. Just like and they had the Warriors colorway. Then they did he play for the Warriors at any point? Because I, I don't know what, why they would have that color. They did not, but Warriors right, it all works. It all looks good. So, um, so I don't know what the the Warriors like thinking of that like maroon colorway. I don't know what the storyline on the other blue and gold colorway was. Yeah, that's but, what I'm looking at now. Yeah, but one of the things I always wondered why or how come it never came back up is in 1994. So keep in mind, you know, Penny's been in the league for a year to whatever it's been. Hasn't had a signature shoe yet. But in 1994, he was in the Blue Chips movie with Shaq and Nick Nolte wearing Reebok pumps because they filmed it before he had actually, you know, signed with Orlando and was drafted and all that stuff. So um, that the colors that they wore in that movie were actually uh, Western University blue and gold kind of uh, colors. So those penny ones could have been for that. I don't think Nike would acknowledge, you know, a movie that that Reebok was all over the branding on. But I always wonder about that. Hmm. Well, that made this shoe way more interesting because of your storytelling, Nick. So, <laughs> Yeah, Blue Chips. If you haven't seen Blue Chips, uh, I don't know that it's a great movie, but if you're into sneakers, you'll definitely appreciate it. Yeah, if you're into sports, you'll appreciate it. There's a, yep. That's a great intersection between – and an early intersection between entertainment, sports, lifestyle, footwear, all that good stuff, all wrapped into one. So – What's kind of funny about, you know, the Penny One, we, we're all sitting here giving it the highest, highest praise around. But the Penny Two, I would say, is just as good, if not better. I mean, some would probably say it's better. I love the Penny Two, and I like the Penny Two more because it was the first real pair of Nike basketball shoes I ever had. My stepdad bought me the Atlantic Blue colorway. I remember just like everything about that shoe. I love the waves. I like wavy things. I don't know. Just, I like, for the reason I said, is my first pair. So it's just sentimental value up the ass. But I just, I love it. It's, it's such a good looking shoe that he still had success. He was healthy in it. All the Orlando colorways were sick. Pretty much every other colorway they released that isn't Orlando looks good. I think of like black and neon stuff like that. Um, I just yeah, I the bright colorway of that shoe, even on the retro, was really solid. Yeah, yeah. this it's it's cool how it has all the elements of shoes akin to it. Like, so it has the little silver pod, like a Zoom ninety five Zoom flight. Um, you know what I'm trying to say ninety five little pod Jason kids those things has the visible air. It has like the, the back heel plastic unit that look kind of looks like, you know, the flight Hawk. There's a whole bunch of elements from other shoes is made its own and put on top of a fantastic design. Like, I mean, I'm probably going to be the minority here, but I really don't like the Penny two. I like the Penny one way better. And then of course the one we're going to talk about after that, I like that one way better. I wasn't a fan of the two. A little bit, like, I don't know. I, I think when I look at the one, it just looks a little faster than than the two. Just, so I just never was a big fan of the, a fan of the two. I've always seen it around, just never had a, even an urge to 
even buy it on sale. So, I mean, like I say, I might be in a minority on that, but that's, I don't know. Not a fan of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to let you, uh, be in your own place, have your own decision <laughs> on that. Uh, to me, to me, like, I think the penny one and the penny two are, I mean, I would, I would step back like just before the signature, you know, thinking about, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but MJ wearing the flight one, right? Like that, that's a game changer in itself even though the storyline of that is, is really up in the air, I would say, but like the penny two to me is, is the, it has like the perfect, both the penny one and the penny two have the, like the perfect visual, like the striking visual appearance. Right. Again, this is a time when you didn't see pictures on the internet of shoes, right? You didn't see, close-ups of everything everybody wore so you needed the design to stand out from a distance and people to recognize the shoe while watching a fast-paced game on a you know a terrible resolution quality on a you know box tv and to me the penny two is is like kind of like the perfect like i normally you know aside from like the simple branding of the penny one I don't like the crazy big branding. I'm not a like air up tempo or more up tempo fan. It's a little, I think it's cool, but it's not for me. The penny two has that branding without having any branding at all. In a sense. Makes sense. What you're saying. No, I, I, like I said, I definitely respect it. I'm just more like, I don't know. Just, I think it's all just, just a me thing, man. But no, that's a, it's a good looking shoe for what it was. I mean, I, I mean for that for that time period. I mean, I definitely so the went past three up. Four, hmm. So, so the penny three is more of your thing. Yeah, I really like the penny three. It's supposed to retro, I think, in twenty twenty one. I've always I like the penny three. Uh, again, just I've never had many of the penny penny sneakers, but from afar, I think it's. I just think it's a cool looking shoe. I guess it utilizes a little bit of foam posit on it, if that's what they're they're calling it. But again, I just I think it's just a sleeker looking shoe than the two. Kind of falls more in line with the one, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I can understand. So I think I think the three is the second. I mean, it's tough. It's the third best, I guess, in my book. Um, but it's just it. I like the use of foam posit. I like how it released in 97 alongside the foam posit and kind of just like did its own thing while using the same technology. I think that's really cool. But that's when Penny really started to get hurt. He missed most of the 97, 98 season. He came back and played in the All-Star game and that pissed some people off because they thought like, oh, you're going to play in the All-Star game. Like, Why haven't you been playing? But that ended up not really helping his body very much either. So I think he played a couple games after the all-star game and then wrapped it up the rest of the season. But that's when like Penny really started to fall apart from a health standpoint with his body. But if those would have worked out that I think the way they used the foam posit around the midfoot just really fit his game. And like the shoe has his kind of personality to it. Again, that's what makes it so cool is his personality and being, you know, relatable and like 
aspirational to people because they want to be like him. But like the Penny 3 just had that kind of cool feel to it. So I was always kind of a fan. Just I like the Penny 1 and 2 a little bit more. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I mean, I like the Penny 1 and 2 a little bit more. I, I think, it, like you said, it's really cool that the, the foam posit type material started showing up in it. And they use it in a way that, you know, I think visually ties back to the 1, but was also completely unique and, you know, stood on its own but i think that's this kind of like where as he has the injuries coming it's tough to be increasing the price of a shoe when you're not getting to see him on the court and you know like you said obviously all the all-star stuff and drama that kind of ensued from that just almost throws another wrench into the whole direction of where things were going it definitely did and like the, if the Penny 3 was the start of the injuries, the Penny 4 really suffered from him too. It has had a cultural impact. I know a lot of people love the Penny 4. Of the four originals, it's easily my least favorite. It just has a little bit too much going on with the tongue and the strap. So I'll let you guys talk about it if you have any thoughts. But you know, out of four models, four out of four were received well. They all performed well, just like, you know, four great jobs. It's a wish his body would have stayed together. So the interesting thing about the Penny Four, and I don't know, I don't know how much truth there is to this story, but when I was working for Soul Collector, you know, years ago, um, the Penny Four hadn't made a return in quite some time. And supposedly... There's a cyclical thing with Nike and the factories they work with, at least at the time. I don't know if it's true now, but they needed to retro the shoes or basically reproduce the shoes through the factory within a five-year period in order to keep the molds, uh, like, I don't know, up to date or whatever that was. And there's a huge gap with the Penny 4 in terms of retroing because of that. I guess like they over they went past the timeline and something happened with the factory and they lost the mold. So the shoe had to be completely re-engineered to be reproduced. That was what I was told when I was working at Soul Collector. I don't know. You know, I can't have anybody verify that that happened. Obviously, this is, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago plus or whatever. But um, it's a really interesting thing to keep in mind and to think about when you look at like how those retros kind of came or didn't show up compared to most of the other penny most of the other shoes that penny wore that's super interesting yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that either that's nuts and of um, course i'm always a fan of a shoe with a strap the penny four has it so sign me <laughs> up. <laughs> aren't these supposed to be coming out sometime next year as well i mean i i thought i read that somewhere i could be wrong but i thought this is supposed to accompany the three next year with some retro supposedly i don't know but you know I, I love you guys but this is one of those episodes that's terrible for me because i'm sitting here looking at all these shoes thinking damn i need i need to get like at least one of each of these right oh, like bro. i've already bookmarked like a man. june flight 96 like two or three different colorways already like i can't do this with you guys <laughs> it's gonna break me <laughs> 
So let's see. So we've done the four. So, so we, I mean, like we got to talk about the foams, right? Gotta talk about the foams. I mean, I know we talked about them a little bit, but that's a crazy shoot. I mean, we could do a whole. I mean, we will do a whole episode on foam bosses just because. Oh, like for sure. Ten, yeah. ten different variants of it, but I mean, it is what it is. It's the foam posit. The inner booty heats up. <laughs> your foot, uber comfortable. I love. That. I mean, I'm a huge foam. I just haven't bought foam posits in years because I wisened up to the fact that 250 bucks for that shoe is a little steep. Yeah, like, especially when it's hard as a rock when you walk. It's not not comfortable whatsoever. <laughs> Now that's a misconception. So they're uncomfortable in the beginning. When you break those things in, they are fantastic. I, I thoroughly wish I did not sell my phone posits. See, I, I said the Zoom Rookie is I never had a traditional pair of phone ones or phone pros, and those Zoom Rookies did not break in the way you, I thought they would. They were just like slapping around in Tim's all the time. So I just assumed that phones were going to be the same way. And we will get to the Zoom Rookie because there's a couple – where it's just like, oh, we'll use the foam posit technology. But before the Zoom Rookie, there was the much better, and I would say probably the best hybrid slash um, one-off penny shoe was the Half Cent. Copper, eggplant, um, silver, uh, royal. There's that red pair. There's the the electric green pair. Green pair does it for me, man. If anybody has a pair of those out there for like a hundred bucks, call me. <laughs> the eggplant or copper are probably my two favorite, but just like that's a fantastic shoe. The mix, the mix between the one and the two, and that's just another thing we saw Nike go and use with Kyrie, and they'll probably use it with Paul George, and they'll probably do it with every you know whoever else. But just like mixing two shoes together to make a really good new one, I can get behind that. Um, <laughs> Prices on these right now are insane. Like the cheapest one I've seen is 250 bucks. That's that's just why I hate sneakers. Cause like <laughs> on eBay before StockX was a thing, I guarantee you you could find those shoes sitting. Probably on eBay you can right now. You could find a pair for 80 bucks, 75 bucks. Yeah, I think I'm about to try this eBay out. I haven't haven't gone over there, so I have to give it a shot and take a take a chance. If you're still listening, which I hope you are. Don't stop listening halfway through an episode. Um, go use eBay to look for these shoes. If you want a pair, don't go to StockX because some Goomba is being their <laughs> Mario adversary and it's kind of creepy from the princess. Nah. We'll, we'll put a link in the description so you can go straight to eBay. We might even get a little kickback if you, if you make a purchase. So the affiliate link will help us out too. Yes. I mean, just go – Look through these shoes. You can find a good pair, as Nick loves to find, that's been worn one or two times, and the person found out it wasn't for them. You can probably find these next two shoes. Um, you know, the Zoom Rookie, as Mike mentioned, in 2011, and the Little Penny Posit from 2014, which was like the homage to Little Penny. Uh, not a good look in my book. Not a bad look either. That's what sucks about those shoes. Because once you put the penny name to it it gets knocked but if you just look at it in a vacuum i think the design is cool like there are some good looking colorways of that shoe just yeah when, i agree when you mix little penny with it people are going to feel some kind of way 
Well, it was just kind of weird looking because it had those, um, it's like almost little plates of foam posit on it and just segmented places, right? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what it looked like. They have these big-ass wings on the side. They're not like wing wings, but like foam posit yeah. kind of wings. Yeah. Let me pull it up. No, They're kind of But like at the time, that was really cool. Like you had stuff like the Barkley posit and, um, you know, hypermaxes and it's just like i think that was also yeah 2014 was lebron 13 i believe yeah. yeah so it's like some out there ideas not all of them stuck but doesn't mean they were bad ideas um now circling back around to like penny himself and like the quote-unquote like signature line there's been more shoes to release since he retired back in 2005. I think he retired 2005 or 2006. Um, you had the Penny Five from 2012 that is still getting retros off. People still like that shoe because it is a good looking shoe. Like if you have a high arch, that shoe is going to fit you perfectly. And I recommend you buy 10 pairs. My flat ass feet cannot stand them. They are uncomfortable because they're narrow in the middle and it has really good arch support. My feet cannot handle it. But if you can, I highly recommend you go buy a pair of Penny Fives. They are sick. Have really? You, yeah, I, I didn't think you would like that one, actually. No, yeah, I mean, I bought, surprising. I bought a pair right when they came out when I worked at the House of Hoops. Yeah. Man, I love I love the way it looks still. Invisibility Cloak is my favorite one, I think. I wore them one day. And literally, like my like my feet are like pancakes. Like they're so flat. Like I, I can't do it. Like it just did not fit. I had to return them. But I still recommend it if you haven't seen them before or just aren't in the know. It's a good looking shoe, and you can find them on sale right now. Like I saw it on Sneaker Steel. You can find a pair on sale right now. Yeah, they released what the blue chip colorway not too long ago. The Miami Dolphin colorway, and then I think they did a Memphis Tiger colorway not too long ago as well. They did a Memphis Tiger. They did a Volt. They did an Orlando. They did an Orlando away. There's a million pairs. <laughs> Everything you could think of. But they're cool. I mean, if you like an Air Max heel and you like a little bit of like, um, it's not hyperfused, but just like fused uppers, they're, it's a good shoe for you. And I think the Penny Six is a good shoe for you too. Like the penny shoot um, six is not bad in my book. It's just releases around other shoes that are a little more popular or, uh, you know, a, a little more coveted. And it's just, um, it's tough it's to wrong. pull the trigger. Yeah. Tough to pull it sometimes. But I mean, like, the, I, I want to call it like, it has a penny one vibe. Like the penny six went back mm-hmm. to that same kind of shape from the midfoot down to the midsole. And it releases some good colorways. You got some copper stuff going on. Uh, like these are the kind of shoes that like, if you have a uh, 12 to like 16 year old who's like looking to get into shoes and you want to buy him something that looks cool, but isn't going to break your bank this is the kind of stuff I would buy because they're going to mess them up anyway. Like let them go mess these up, but they'll look fresh the first couple months of school. And then they'll get curious about that logo on the tongue. They'll want to go do some investigating 
and then you got a sneaker crackhead on your head. And everybody's happy. And we're all end up like us three. <laughs> you just got to remember, listeners, and sneaker um, people who are jaded by sneakers when they see stuff like this or they see new uh, Scotty Pippen shoes. Like, not everything's for that hardcore collector the last 30 years. Like, sorry, man. Like, there's going to be stuff to bring new people in, draw interest. It's like this shoe is like a, a stepping stone shoe. This is like you stop buying your kid's shoe from Marshalls, which is nothing wrong with that. But like, you know, you have like the Marshalls basketball shoe and then like you got him this shoe at the Nike outlet and they're feeling it. And then next time they're going to buy a Sprite retro, the penny two on sale. And then they're going to have like an actual penny shoe and then they'll keep working up. And that's just where the love gets built. Like I've had shoes that were not cool. Now, like in retrospect, I've had a lot of like Buster shoes like this, and it's yeah. like you could look at it that way, or you could look at it like I was 17 years old. They looked cool at Nordstrom's rack. They had the Penny Hardaway logo on it, and I went for it. Like get off my ass. <laughs> like I mean, hell, I, I was I was wearing knockoff, you know, Jordan stuff when I was a little kid. Eventually, I got the real stuff, you know, like it's just how it works sometimes. Yeah, you, can't, you can't just go out there spinning just racks on shoes when you're 16, 17 or younger than that, whatever. It's, come on. I think it's, it's a gradual buildup. And I think that's a you get a gradual love for it because you're not out there. Oh, look, my first shoe was a Dior Jordan 1. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I think it's a way extreme place. But um, no, I was I'm, I can second and third what you guys were saying because I was, I was the same way. Just I got stuff from like. You know, on sale, I got stuff from Nordstrom ranks, all that stuff, because I like what it looked like. I didn't, it wasn't about the price tag. Right? It's like, I mean, I'm going to circle back to it one more time. So I think it's a really important Robbie message to share with everybody. It's like the Penny Six has elements of past shoes. The Half Cent has elements of past shoes. And it's just like, if you're a curious mind, you're going to look at that and you're going to, and you're going to put your hand across the foam posit part and you're going to feel the textures and you're going to be intrigued by it. You're going to get on Google. You're going to go do all this learning and you're going to be more educated about penny shoes. Like the same way when my stepdad bought me the penny too, I sat there feeling that silver bubble just like, wow, this is so cool. Like this is shiny. And like, it's, it's just like, I played with it. Like I want somebody who's young and coming up, or if you have a kid who's young coming up, buy him a penny five, buy him a penny six. Um, and just like, let him play with them. Like let him go trash them in the backyard playing. Like let's let him get experiences and be curious about a shoe and let that build into the guy that eventually spends a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes, like a bozo. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. let it build naturally and it's just so much fun like i think of like people like we all have friends mike you i mean just your son's a little young but like when he gets when he gets older like when you see just like preteens and like teenagers enjoying stuff like regardless of what it is i love seeing kids enjoy spizikes and i love seeing kids enjoy rings as they should so it's like it's these these penny shoes, you can dog them when you see somebody, but uh, don't do it because uh, yeah, I mean, that for you. Because yeah. they get stuff. I mean, okay, those penny collectors, those hardcore guys, 
they're looking for stuff like the penny packs, like the shooting stars pack and the class of 97 pack and the Sharpie pack. And those are like 300 bucks. Those are cool. Like I would say those are more niche than a penny six spending 300 bucks on a Sharpie on pair of foams is like definitely more niche than buying a on sale pair of penny sixes. But that's just, I'm going to mind my own business. Like <laughs> I'll be over here. <laughs> I, I just don't get people who are like, Oh yeah, it's all about that. Like limited pack, but forget that new retro, forget that new release. It's like, but why? Like, yeah, man, they're both dope or they're both not dope. Think whatever, but like, yeah. it's not night and day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a part, like, these are made for everybody. There's a, there's literally an audience for every freaking shoe that's made. And yeah, if you, if you knock that then you got problems. Yep, I agree. So I think I think obviously Penny came back and had had stints in Phoenix and and Miami and such, but um, I think we should wrap just leaving it with his Orlando shoes, and we can come back to the other stuff in a future episode because he definitely still 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 rocks some heat. It just was a little bit different than what you might expect. Facts. Closing question. What would be your two penny shoes that you're going with? If somebody says, here, pick two penny shoes from the catalog you can have right now. What two are you guys picking? I'll go first because I already kind of know. That Atlantic Blue Penny 2. I and Barry, I know you're listening. You got a pair at the shop. I'm going to buy them someday. Um, I just don't want them pre-owned. I want a brand new pair. Um, I'd buy the Atlantic Penny 2 and that new Orlando retro that is going to release of the Penny 3. I believe it's holiday this year or later next year, sometime soon. We'll see that shoe sooner than later. But I want Orlando Colorway's home of the two and three. All right. So I want the, the Penny 3, the Orlando Color, like I said, whenever it comes out. But the second one's not not a signature shoe. It is actually the the uh, oh my god! I think it was the the cough drop color of the foam uh, foam one because that was the first time I ever seen a foam in hand. Is one of my one of my best friends had it, and something about the shoe not the best foam out there, but it just has that nostalgic value to me because that was the first time I ever held one in person. Because where I lived in Beaumont, they didn't get foams until you know recently when they started putting them out like air force ones so that was the first time i held one in college and that shoe just stuck with me and i still want a pair that's not gonna fall apart on me okay okay i'm uh i'm going orlando penny one and since you went without a signature shoe i'm just gonna still throw it out there nike please just release a good quality nike air up that's all that most of sneakerheads that are going to listen to this episode and be like, yeah, they just never make good quality stuff. That's all we want. Just make us that one. We won't bother you at least until like the day after it comes out. We'll find something <laughs> out. <to complain> <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, all right. Well, let us know what your two penny shoes would be. If, if somebody handed you the catalog and said, just pick the two you want, leave a comment on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to find us. It's at Sneaker History. You can find myself. My personal stuff is on uh, at Nick Ingvall on all, all the platforms. And guys, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, 
Mike Guillory. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789, YouTube at Mike Guillory, and, of course, SneakerHistory.com. Robbie, where about you, man? R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Right on. Well, we appreciate you rocking with us, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See you. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.